the World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen Admission Podcast, the Inside Connection. Connection. I'm Tim Slopka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on the journey to relive the new generation era. To find the best and some of the worst of wrestling time period often forgotten. Brennan Shaw on Survivor Series 92 to Brennan Shaw on Survivor Series 97. Look beyond just the pay-per-views, examine the weekly TV, what, see what worked, what could have worked, what failed. JP, how's life? Uh, just living the life of an old, washed old man. Yeah, I don't falling, know. <laughs> falling apart. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. My hip, my hip hurts randomly. I have no reason why. It just hurts. It just yeah, thirty eight's right around the corner, and I feel like <laughs> I'd rather have a thirty eight special than uh, turn thirty eight. So yeah, it's uh, it just comes up out of nowhere. So exactly. Uh, you know, apologize for missing last week, but we're we're kind of back at it. So uh, ready to go. It's the holiday season right now. So I got my Star Wars wrestling or star wars uh, christmas shirt on so I'm, I'm ready to go so oh you're you gonna taunt me too do i have to watch that movie and see if it sucks like yeah uh, like i did elf and then yeah Chad we, that might have been the, it might have been almost the end of the podcast right there after that comments it, <laughs> it was real real close to this i have not watched a single star wars movie ever in my life oh, and uh i i I will not because if I hate it, then I'm afraid I'm gonna yes. shit on everybody. Like Elf was like this. My wife is like, "Oh, Elf is the best Christmas movie ever," and I'm like, man, let me just finally watch this thing. And I thought it sucked so bad. Yeah. Apparently, that's like one of the worst takes ever. Yeah, it is the worst. I don't think there because, is a worse. And I love Will Ferrell. I just thought that movie was not funny at all. And I'm like, what is everybody seeing this? Like, I don't get it. And Chad wears a shirt with like 50 <laughs> elf heads on it just to troll me. It's like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm dying on that hill. I don't care. Yeah. I'm dying least, on that hill. Yeah. You're going to be Charlie alone. Brown Christmas. I'm going to be with Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm you're going to be a, elf. You're going to be all alone on the hill. I <laughs> yeah, I know. It's part I get problem. it. It's part of your problem, too. <laughs> exactly. <on the> hill. <laughs> I get but, it. But yeah, so it is the holiday season, so it's fun. Fun yeah. times all around. So, exactly. uh, <clears throat> all right. So we got some. Uh, so we're getting close to uh, SummerSlam, and we kind of did some numbers crunching. So we're gonna do what we're gonna do is three, three this time, mm-hmm. uh, two, two Raws and Superstars, and then we got the Sunday Night Slam kind of in the middle of this. So we'll do a couple of weeks of threes, uh, and then SummerSlam in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we got one month basically left to SummerSlam opens up the United Center. So should be fun, and we're gonna kick it off with the live Raw. Uh, so this is uh, August first, nineteen ninety four. This is live, and then this is the return of Vince McMahon. So yep. his next surgery, his get-out-of-jail-free card, all <laughs> gone, <laughs> and he, he's back at it. He's in a pump-up mood. Immediately, I think Macho, I think, like, says, like, seven seven references to uh, the trial. Oh, yeah. And within the first minute, he says a hung jury right there on the first yep. clothesline. So uh, you want to take razor burst, Sean? Yeah. So, like you said, uh, Savage is on fire with, like, the – um, you know, all the references, everything it is good to see like Vince back in the booth. It's just, I love Vince on commentary. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Um, so yeah, it is, it's just like an added flair to it. And then we do get a, a huge match to start this episode of Raw, like you said, with the live crowd. Um, Razor is over big time here. He's got these nice, like, black on black tights going. It's always a good look for him. Um, and I just like how, like, it's fast paced to be to begin with these two like 
you know, they're the click guys. They're going to work harder for each other, which, you know, a lot of people have a problem with. I don't. Like, I feel like, you know, in life, if you're with your friends, you're going to, you know, help them out more. It's just the way it works. Like, you know, yep. if, if, if people don't like it, oh, well. But it's like the whole, like, you know, nepotism, all this stuff. And or if you're friends, you're going to hook them up. That's, that's just how it works, like, in life in general. So um, good to see, like, this, you know, um, pace, at least, to start the show off was good stuff. Um, there's a moment where, like Sean dives into Diesel on the outside, so like <clears throat> foreshadowing, I guess, because uh, you know like, as it goes on, Sean and Diesel are gonna have the little moments like this, so it's pretty good stuff. There's like these uh, like 20 minutes into this match, like this match is a long match. Yeah, I, long. <clears throat> I, it, I looked at like the, the time on the team, I'm like where where are we at? And uh, they have these like great near falls for. A, for a raw match, like especially opening match, like to have the near falls like that was pretty cool. Um, and then finally, like, Diesel distracts, and there's this like great finish that uh, sends Razor into the big boot, followed by a roll up. So like Diesel like throws his leg over the top rope, and, and big boots Razor and Sean rolls him up, and then uh, gets a three count, and then they beat down Razor after. So I feel like that was a really good like. Even though Diesel is the champion and Diesel's kind of the guy's getting boosted up, he's kind of still playing like, you know, the bodyguard role a little bit for Sean. So cool to see that synergy still there a little bit. And uh, I thought this was a really good match to open up the show and kind of get the pace going for a live audience. Yeah, uh, fun to get him back. Uh, crowd is definitely into this. Vince is into it. Sean, we haven't seen wrestle in forever either, so it's kind of weird mm -hmm. to have him there. This is one that's definitely more of a wrestling style than their ladder match. Like, it's more of a wrestling match than the ladder match had, like, spots. Uh, this one's right. more of a wrestling style. Um, they, they really talk a lot, too, about how, um, uh, how Razor, after the match, needs help. Right, and we know that kind of leads to the Mr. Mm -hmm. Sweetness. So that's kind of what the whole seems like the whole point of this match almost was was like exactly basically get have Diesel interfere so that uh, Razor needs to find some backup. So I don't know if they had Mr. Sweetness already in line at this point, but they obviously had, wanted to do something to to kind of mm -hmm. even the, even the playing fields here. Um, so pretty good match, good good start again the, when they're they're. At these raws, they're hot, and then sometimes when they're at the seventh taping of one, they're kind of pretty, pretty rough. So, right. start, and I just look at history of WWE. This is a twenty-three minute match, so yep. crazy uh, to start off. Um, and then we get a SummerSlam report, uh, and they're pretty much just updating on everything on the SummerSlam report. And there, I put a note to here that Todd even mentions that Razor needs some backup. So they clearly mm -hmm. land that heavy-handed on there. Uh, and then we get a, a random uh, match. <clears throat> uh, Lunger Blaze versus Bull Nakano, which we kind of talked about <laughs> last time. Uh, you know, kind of that Luna Vashan interview that was kind of disjointed. Mm -hmm. uh, and Macho Man immediately with his Bull Nakano uh, comment. But the crowd was actually into this. Bull, Bull is obviously a great uh, wrestler over in Japan. Brings a different style, like a more bodybuilder type. Uh, maybe not bodybuilder is the right word to say, but more power offense and high flying a little bit. Uh, yeah. The crowd went crazy for when she goes for this butt smash and misses it. But like, that's an awesome move for her. She also does a big leg drop. Uh, I've seen her do so. Like, she's got a, a high flying offense, but also like a power, a size power. It's just good with Alundra Blaze's different style. So, mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was really cool. There was an awesome cross body as well. Um, and then they kind of go out. The end of the match kind of goes. They both go outside. Blaze gets into a 
into a um, into the ring post, and they do like a terrible back body drop, which you know it's just a little rough. So they probably just gassed a little bit, uh, and leads to a double countout, uh, which then leads to a beatdown after the match with Luna getting involved. Um, so it, it was it was fun. It obviously sets up a summer you know rematch possibility. Uh, but like we kind of talked about, it. it makes no sense where Bull comes from. She's obviously a well-regarded star, and they I don't think they put her over as that. Like they don't really bring up. And I know they don't do this really right, but they don't bring her up that she's some like legend somewhere else. Um, and yeah. so, you know, the, she just has no credibility. The whole women's division, right. It <laughs> doesn't have a lot of credibility, uh, but it was a fun match. And I think they could do better uh, without it, with a better finish. Yeah. So like, like I have in my notes, I wish they would have done like vignettes or something for Bull Nakano, like something to build her yeah. up. Cause like, she's definitely one from, you know, of the, Japanese women's wrestling I've seen like outside of like maybe Aja Kong she's one of my favorites um and yeah I, I think they did a good job like showcasing her in ring being different like you know with the leg drop from the top like just the just the ability to kind of move around to for her size but um yeah I just wish they would have done like some vignettes or something yeah just something to kind of build the mystique like she has a great look too like you could have just played into that um but yeah it, it's I don't know. I I feel like they have something in the women's division. They're just not really. They don't really care. Like if they if they wanted to, they can go a little bit further with it. But obviously, we know that's ten not years gonna. plus away. You yep. know. So, um. So yeah. So after that, we get uh, a King's Court with Jerry Lawler. So first, he uh he goes out into the crowd, which is, I don't. I don't know if this was like totally planned because it seemed kind of awkward. Like it was. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no. It's not kind of awkward. It is the most awkward thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, even what if it was planned, even on? if it was planned, even if it was planned, it's right still, because because <laughs> Lawler was kind of creepy for a sec. Like oh. he like approaches this couple, right, and the guy all of a sudden like asks the girl to marry him, and then Lawler like steals her and has her in the ring. Like then she says yes. Like Lawler wants. Uh, like one of the puppies and a kiss. Like it's just so oh. weird. Like he's oh, he's just weird. Like it was like very <laughs> I don't know. Very I don't, the case might have been wrong in ninety three yes. kind of thing. <laughs> so it was just oh, like so. yeah. I, this Especially is, like, I, like like six months after just being accused. That's why I, I don't get it. Like, like this is just very. Take a year like, off. Take a year um, off. <laughs> like this is Uncle Jerry territory. Yeah, like, this yeah, is. Yeah. Did your Uncle Jerry touch you? Kind yeah. of thing. Like one of those things. Like, I was just like, "What is going? This can't be real." I was waiting for some different kind of a payoff, like somebody to come out and like attack Law or something. So nope. like, I was, I couldn't believe it went like that. Um. So then he calls out Backlund on top of it. And Bob Backlund looks insane, which which is awesome. Um, he says he's still the champ, which is awesome too. Like this character is so good right now. Like I don't know, like as, at least in our run for sure, that we've never seen a character do a complete 180 like this. Like to where we hated him, um, to where we despised him on the screen, to where now he's so um, diverse and like just playing this like out of the loop character. It makes me wish he would have got a run longer than what he did. Uh, but, yeah, this is just good stuff so far. And, you know, Backlund's just bought all the way into this character. I, I I wonder who came up with this character. Like, if it was him or if it was creative well, or what. But 
I mean, he didn't want to do it, right? Like, originally, this is why oh, he left. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Right. So I don't know if he – and now I might be screwing up my guys because I feel like a lot of guys do this. I think Goldberg was another one. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys come back and say they want to have a run for their kids. Yeah. So I don't, know if, I don't know if that's him. I can't remember if that's him. I know Goldberg No, he was too. One. No, you're right. Too. Okay. did it too. We could, but I don't know I, – I mean, like, as far as the character's yeah. complexity, like, not just the heel. Like, yeah. the fact that he's – thinks it's the 80s still and he yeah. never lost the belt and all the, it's just good stuff like i really like it and if you know like at the time i probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much because i didn't know how he lost the belt you know to the yeah. iron sheik with the towel and all that stuff like and that the throwing in the towel what that plays into in a couple months too so yep yeah it's just great stuff yeah i mean i i actually don't think i realized he was like champion so like 2012 that's like, what i'm saying it, right yeah right. it's like so long after the fact because like i know he lost the title but or i should say didn't know he was like a six-year champion like i knew he was yeah. a t- champion i never knew he had like this epic reign or whatever yeah. so they, they don't put that over but yeah uh it was good stuff but yeah the, the, this segment was ruined by jerry the king lawler being man crazy. it was so weird yeah that he, was he a... made fun of her nose and just everything i mean he was, right. like, he was ruder too yeah, it's like, it's like <clears throat> if this is legit and it's a moment where he's proposing and that's what you turn it into, like, oh, uh, yeah. I get playing the heel and all that stuff. I get it, but yeah, the, stay, picking on the crowd, yeah, it. yeah, it got too, too, uh, yeah. real. Yeah. Uh, and then we just end with the smoking guns, um, uh, tag team match, nothing there. They basically, this, I kind of like this when they do this, where like they're like live and like ba- basically like say, like, we might not finish this match, right? Uh, but then they get they get it all in, but it, it's kind of a cool thought of like, hey, we're really live. Um, and then we talk about the most random match for next week Doink and Titanka versus IRS and Bam Bam. So, random ass match that's going to come up next week, but that's really putting over a million dollar corporation. Uh, <clears throat> so, good return to Raw being like live. They spend a lot of time on the Sean Diesel, uh, Sean Diesel and Razor thing really trying to set up that as a big match, mm-hmm. or, you know the big the big players in the IC division. So, uh, anything else you want to add? No, I think we're all good on that one. All right, so now we're going back to all the way back for superstars. This is the eight six back on July third. Um, <clears throat> so really going back, you know, almost a month back completely from this, uh, and then we get this random. I don't know if you noticed the network. It basically said like. <laughs> A warning saying like they this episode will present in the best format possible. Yeah, so obviously yeah. something something got dropped or something got <clears throat> which I, I haven't seen yet. And we get randomly, which maybe is the commentary, maybe the loss of commentary because we got Lord Hayes and Stan Lane uh, oh, doing oh. some of it. Yeah, you, you can. Uh, so I'm guessing they lost commentary somehow or something. Who knows what happened? But um, I, I really, it was very strange. So uh, we start off with Owen Hart's uh, getting a quick victory. Um, easy victory. I kind of put enough, nothing too much there. Just bring up that he's going to face, um, <clears throat> Brett. And then they start bringing up really the Leslie Nielsen skits. And we'll see all over the next month, uh, you know, and basically, and also the Domino's pizza as well. So Domino's paid, I saw a lot of money to sponsor mm-hmm. this event. Uh, part of the reason the Undertaker is in it so much is they wanted a marquee guy, uh, probably why it's a main event for Undertaker, but, uh, you get, we get a ton of these Leslie Nielsen and Domino ads starting pretty much at this taping. Um, anything to add as the start? Uh, no. Yeah, just, it was a cool little touch uh, with him putting the shades on the jobber at the end. So, yeah. Nice little thing there. But yeah, they've um, been doing that kind of like Brett kind of making mocking, uh, uh, you know, the, the, giving the, the kids and stuff exactly. the shades. And he's been either faking about in front of kids or not giving it to them. That's kind of been his like little mantra just to be 
kind of like prep, but just slightly different, right? Right, right. So yeah, so then we go to uh, Heartbreak Hotel with Lex Luger, um, HBK calling him like the Ted Ted's acquisition. Yep. So this is like where my beef starts to come, right? So like Sean's mentioning that he's the, the acquisition. DiBiase's mentioning like, oh, you know, we have him on the hook. We have him. And he, DiBiase always comes out and like offers some money to join. If you already have him, yeah. Why are you still doing the, you know, let me offer you money to join and all this speculation? So like, you can't play it both ways. You can't say you have him and then still like always pursue him like that. It just doesn't make any sense. So, um, kind of get a little t- stale of this storyline a little bit, like, and just what comes of it. I- I'm not really right. a big fan of um, the turn, but. I guess we'll just have to see how that plays out. Just it's it's gone. Like I, I actually like the old segments in the first off, but I, you know I watched already the next thing. It's like yeah. it just goes on and on with the same thing, and then by then it's like really obvious what's gonna what has to right, happen. Right, right. It because itself. it's who, yeah. yeah, or like it doesn't lead to Lex Luger. Nothing makes it seem like Lex Luger is gonna be in the corporation. Exactly. Right? Like all these little hints in it, nothing leads to that. Right. Right. Yeah, kind of mentioned like, but Bam Bam and IRS. So like they. DBS paid them and he's just in the corporation. Like, I don't know why this needs to make this like this big scene. Oh, right. Everyone else just instantly joins. So exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Um, then we do get a quick little squash from Quang. So it's good to see him kind of still moving it and shaking in the scene a little Your bit boy. here. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then we get uh double we uh, well, actually do the next match. I feel like that's All right. your, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're so, all over this one. And my yeah. first note on this match is Lord Lord Alpha Hayes is so annoying. Dude, so okay, I thought I, was, I thought this was another thing I was going to be on an island of because I know he's no. beloved. I cannot stand him on commentary. Like he was cool in his like little ads and stuff back in the day, like in the '80s, and his little you know uh, like Moon Jean role kind of thing. But yeah, he is so terrible in commentary, and I don't like Stan Lane on commentary either. So um, this is a two double two. whammy. Yeah. So uh, this is Double J versus the One Two Three Kid, uh, a pairing that I love. One of my, probably one of my favorites that we've done so far, just as a, you know, just as a matchup. Um, disappointing toilet paper tights from Jeff Jarrett. These white, just straight white, like my boy's usually yeah. colorful as Bring it. and yeah, he's he's got the the shredded Klansman suit on today. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with this, but uh, not a good look for him. Uh, kid comes from the crowd, which is really cool too. So it kind of adds like a little layer, like it's more than just a random one-on-one matches. Um, you know, he's kind of doing a, a, an attack on Jared because of the pile drivers and stuff like that. And he hits this like sweet dive to the outside too. So good back and forth stuff. Um, these two match up, you know, well, like I said, uh, Jared does win with his feet on the ropes. So he kind of keeps his heat here and, you know, uh, Kid losing doesn't really kill him. He's he's used to losing, so yeah. I I, I kind of hope this still moves on a little bit because I just like I can watch these two wrestle all the time. So it's just good stuff between these yeah, two. Yeah, it, it seems like they're trying to elevate uh, <clears throat> uh, Jarrett. Jarrett over yeah one two three kid. Like that seems what the point of this whole thing is, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. Uh, you know, because I I think Kid's kind of the utility player we've talked about a lot here. Uh, on the show, mm-hmm. like the, it's that kind of the utility player can be jumping in for every anyone. So yeah, it, it seems like they're really going for that. Um, that yeah, match. it was a fun match. It wasn't, 
as good kind of as their King of the Ring um, match, but it was still fun. Yeah, Jarrett definitely feels like he's headed towards like IC territory. Yeah, where kid, like you said, can just fit wherever on the card and yeah, just make do of it. It just feels like this match would have been better for um, for SummerSlam than what we get with our boy Mabel. But it seems like they want to elevate him. Like it's like I think they're trying to, you know, they just use kid as a utility player and kind of don't. But I think this match would have been way better for SummerSlam than Mabel's. Mm-hmm. But I get they're trying to elevate Mabel. They're trying to find right. more guys that can be legitimate in that main event scene. So I, I mean, I get what they're doing, but um, that's fun. And again, this is where Lord L is so annoying. You just talk about how it's a man sport, so you're allowed to cheat, which I don't understand what that means. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, disappointing. We get a reshow of Bob Backlund snapping. Uh, they really bring that up, bring that up, kind of really correlating that he's this is a big time item slash feud. Uh, so that's been brought up. Then we get du- a random Duke the Dunce from Drosy. The King uh, joke seems to uh, ca- uh, the King feud seems to be dried up at this point. They make little references to it, but it's really not the feud that they were kind of really building up to like a month ago. And then just again, we get a bunch of Lord Al with like gas mask jokes and things like that. Just oh, like, God. Really, it just he's dying himself with these jokes that he has. Yes. So very, very rough. And then um, and then we get uh, and then we get uh, sorry. Then we get the SummerSlam reports and we get uh, let me just add this real quick. We got a bunch of matches here. We get head shrinkers versus Bam Bam and IRS added again. So random. There's no build for this. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam and IRS haven't even been like shown as a team. Again, I know we're not watching challenge and some of the media and stuff, but like these are your two main shows and there's no mention of them. They're just jumping the queue for one of your only three titles. Right. I guess four, four with the women's, I guess, but it's very, you know, very rough on that point. Um, <clears throat> so that I didn't like that at all. And then uh, we also get that <clears throat> Walter Payton will be in razor's corner. And then we get Bull, the announcement that Bull and Blaze are going to fight each other. So uh, a really, really, really jam-packed SummerSlam report. Anything you want to add on those kind of matches being added? Yeah, so like the IRS and Bam Bam one, like, um, (laughs) you know, if you look at, like, Mania, right, it's Brett and Owen, a thrown-together tag team for the belts. You look at, uh, what, King of the Ring, it's Yoko and Crush, a thrown-together team for the belts. Now, again, in SummerSlam, it's the same thing, so... There's it's, no uh, like it's it's uh, the SummerSlam. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly. Uh, right, right, you're right. The, the SummerSlam. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's a uh, there's no continuity, and they have yeah. the teams. They have the teams there. So like, they there's got no well tag team feuds. Well, yeah, well, well done is it should be the champs actually. So <laughs> that, that's a, that's a moot point as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, terrible. It's, it's terrible. Well, there's no like what tag team feuds are there like. You have the guns, you have, I, I guess, men on a mission, I guess Mo's on a shelf or whatever, so that really doesn't work. But you have the head shrinkers, heavenly bodies, I guess, could still play yep, a they part could. there. They're here, yep. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, there should be some kind of feud going, I guess, but... It feels like just... we're going to have like the doldrums of tag team division for a while, to maybe like 90s, I, I, you know, listening to War uh, Wrestling. Um, yeah. Like It seems like 97 finally comes around with Owen Davis. So it's like, we got two years of this crap. And then yep. it's like the tag team, what, the tot for maybe like to 2002, three, And then it's like 10 years of terrible tag team wrestling again. And then kind of the Usos and the uh, New Day really bring it back, right? Uh, well, even in, like not, yeah. even in like 96, right, the, the in-ring is not great at all. But at least you have like the guns and the Godwins feuding, yeah. like with Sonny involved. At least there's some story there. Story, where yeah. You could, you could 
like sink your teeth into a little bit. With this, it's just nothing. Like there's, there's nothing, nothing yeah, to, I agree. you know. Yeah, but it just it just gets me worried that we're gonna have a long time before we get. Oh, we will. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we will. So, um, so after that, we do get a Razor Ramon squash. Oh, did you did you mention anything on sweetness? You're not gonna you're just gonna blow that off. The big what news. Oh, announcing him as Razor's yeah. uh, second. So yeah, random this was <laughs> huge to me as a kid. Um, I never watched Walter Payton play. Full disclosure, like I, I just was too young, or t- maybe I've seen him play, but not. I couldn't, you know, grasp it or anything. I didn't yeah. get it. Same. But Walter Payton was always um, outside of Jordan, obviously. Walter Payton was like the guy. My parents would always tell me about Walter Payton. Like I have the, I have Walter Payton throwback jerseys. I have. It's just. He was like a Chicago staple. So yep. if you're from Chicago, if you've grown up in Chicago, like you, he's like the revered um, guy. You know, he died young. He's, you know, just he's just the the epitome of like Chicago hard worker that kind of thing. So um, I didn't see this pay per view live, but I know I rented it like not maybe a year later, somewhere around there after the fact, and. Just like I remember, like telling my dad Walter Payton was on it. It was, it was like something that just um, glued him. Like not, you know, he wasn't like interested in wrestling, but he was interested in that because of him. So this was just a really big moment, like you know, for, especially for Chicago fans in general. That uh, you know, Walter Payton's going to be there. It's like, it's like it's almost like having Michael Jordan be yep. in the building with somebody. So it's yep. that level. Yeah, he's. Um, a- Huge star. I know he's retired at this point in '94, but he's still a massive name. Well, it's like, is, is he the to this point? Is he the biggest athlete they've had? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe Fridge when he was in that battle royal. I, I wouldn't say professionally, but at the time, Fridge Fridge Mania was happening, so that might have been like the biggest. That was more like lucky the hot thing, but yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably, you know, that's I'd say the biggest star they've had, and one of the biggest, like probably of all time. Right. right. I mean, like LT. I mean, they get probably, Tyson. Yeah. They get Tyson. Tyson later. and LT. Yeah. I mean, those are kind of Shaft. Just, Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. But, I, yeah. He's he's it, he up. always gets overlooked too. Like you know yeah. when, they, when they talk about celebrities and athletes and wrestling and stuff like that, he never this moment never gets brought up. Yeah, and he's weird. He, he's he's doing a couple of vignettes. He'll do a couple of vignettes and stuff. So it's yep. not like he's, uh, you know, just a one and done guy. Like it, it, I mean, it's right. a little bit, but he is involved a little bit in it. So yeah. that's good of him too. So I, I did have to ask you this, a Chicago guy. Oh, of course. Yes. I'm, I'm surprised I missed that. But um, yeah, so Razor Ramon does get a quick little squash. Um, we get like live event news recapping DiBiase and Tatanka. I really don't yep. like these little segments. Hey. Like I, they're just kind of annoying. Like it's and there's like, mostly they're usually Stan Lane too, so they're bad. right, right. And it's like they're in, it's like they're in high school gyms. Like it just looks so dingy. Yeah. Um, and then we finish up the show with a Luger squash. Um, they're calling him like the self-made man, which is a weird moniker, I guess they're trying to use with him. And then he, they call the torture rack the rebel rack too, which was weird. Like I, I've never heard them call it that before. So I don't know if, if uh, Stan Lane and uh, uh, the Lord, Lord Alfred Hayes are just going rogue here. And they're just like, you know, call them whatever they want. They know they're not going to be on commentary ever again. So they're just going to do what they want. But uh, yeah, it's just weird little quips from them, uh, other than being like the run of the mill Luger squash there. Yeah, I think uh, kind of 
uh, rough ending to the end. And this was the end of the last taping of it. So these like last couple of matches were kind of like the crowd was right. definitely checked out by that. Uh, I definitely know when Drew Jarosi, there was like no fans left. So, exactly. Again, I don't blame him. This is the fourth taping in this in this section. So, all right. Uh, under Raw? Yes, sir. So this is taped to the same one as the last one. So eight eights. But uh, hot crowd, you get Vince. They kind of have this new opening with this doctor's office, which is really weird. Uh, and then we kind of slow it down a little bit with uh, the uh, under faker, I guess, at this point um, match. So uh, Vince is now involved in the storyline, which means he's going to mess it up. So he <laughs> says there's two undertakers now. So again, right. this storyline between whether there's supposed to be two undertakers or not, whether DiBiase bought one, whether it's comedy with Leslie Nielsen, it's one of the most confusing storylines yep. uh, of all time. So we get we get a long Undertaker match like versus Sanders Squash, where um, you know I think they're lo- allowing him to kind of slowly be methodical and kind of uh, make it seem like that's the way Undertaker fights, which he really never did back in the day. Like he was mm-hmm. maybe against like Kamal and stuff, he was a little more methodical, but Jobbers he pretty much squashed. So a little rough on that um, to start off, and then we get the. Um, uh, is it the King's Court? Sorry, next. Is my next? Uh, we have a Luger squash next. Oh yeah, Luger. Yeah, Luger squash first. Yeah, sorry. Yep. We got Luger squash stuff, and they again. This is them talking about the uh, Tatanka match again, uh, making this pretty much the, the biggest match of SummerSlam, which they are putting a lot into this. So, like this storyline, they you know we kind of shit on the tag team storyline. This they are investing a ton of time, and yeah. a ton of a ton of angles for it, whether they're all hitting. I think early on they were. Now it's kind of a little bit tell, but they they have been really spending a lot of time um, for this. Yeah. So and um, going back to the fake taker stuff, like you, what you said is so true, and it's so convoluted now. And I don't know if it's because Vince's hands are in it. You're supposed to <laughs> in the very we liked it in the beginning, right? So we yeah. liked it because it was. Uh, they were playing it off as mysterious. Is it the real taker? They're barely showing his face. They're barely showing anything identifiable. So you, you kind of don't know, right? And that right. part was awesome. Now and it makes bringing, sense. And yeah, it makes it, sense that DiBiase brought him in, right? Exactly. Like really, that's a really guy. good, a really good storyline in my eyes. Yep. Like I think that's a really solid storyline. Yep. And then you bring in Leslie Nielsen. So he's trying to solve the mystery, right? Is this the real Undertaker? So even even that's good. But then Paul Bearer says he has his taker, and that's DiBiase's taker. There is two takers. Okay, so then why is Leslie Nielsen still there? If you've already told us there's two, <laughs> what is he solving? He <laughs> yeah, you just told us he's there too. So like, <laughs> drop it. Like that's the part I don't like. So it's like, oh, we already paid for him for you know, yeah, x amount of dates. We got to use him. Blah blah blah. Like that, yeah, it just. Way too convoluted now, and 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 he's like, ho- I mean, I love watching. I will watch Naked Gun all the time. Yeah, yeah But yeah. he's hokey comedy, and they're trying right. to make this as like a serious events, and it just doesn't fit. I don't know where else you put him. I guess Leslie Nielsen, if you're paid money for him, but it, like, it just it doesn't make sense. Well, the other part that sucks is Brian Lee is doing a pretty good job in this role, and because they're like so all over the place, he's going to get swept to the side because of it. And yeah. It's no fault of his, you know. It's just, it's just the way the booking is going that, you know, he's going to get pushed aside because they just don't know what the hell they want to do. So yeah, that that it just sucks that that storyline, like, I mean, it's falling into the wrestle crap because of they're just, you know, it's just all over the place. It's like the Black Scorpion kind of in WCW where it's just like 
okay, we started with a good idea, but then we just don't know where we want to go with it, and now it's just all over the place. So, um, so from there, we do get a uh, IRS and Bam Bam Bigelow versus Tatanka and Doink match, and I, my first note was three quarters of this match is pretty cool. Um, so Doink being the the outsider here, but. <laughs> Doink is a house of fire for some reason in the beginning of this match. Like he's the guy they give the, the the big shine to in the beginning, which is really weird. So seeing him be like the 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 baby face that's on fire to start the match was definitely something I didn't expect. So um Bigelow does end up hitting like an insiguri into IRS, like for the clothesline. So like he hits the insiguri, IRS hits the clothesline, that gives him the win. Um Luger ends up coming out for the save as they're jumping him, and DiBiase's still trying to kind of convince Luger to join, so I, I just still don't get why, um, you know, they played it off like our DiBiase had Luger in the bag, and now he's still convincing him, so that just doesn't make any sense. Um, and, like, Luger's, like, hold, takes the money, he's, like, holding it, and then he, like, backs into Tatanka, who sees him with the money, thinks, like, Oh, I guess you took the bribe now. So Tatanka's kind of like accusing him of, of joining just because he has the money in his hand. So uh, like I said before, I'm kind of over this storyline, not really seeing how any of this makes sense. So just kind of kind of weird here, I guess. First note was the tag team division sucks. Yeah. Uh, then we got Doink and Tatanka make no sense as a tag team. Like just right. does not make sense at all. They really bring up the million dollar corporation. They talk about them being the dream team. A uh, ton of pop culture references here. They talk about the MLB strike, Woodstock, just like to show they, I think they must have commentated, taped the commentary after uh, or like live or at least the day before because they definitely trying to throw a bunch of timely Woodstock, things like that in there. Right. Um, and then I do like the, I do like the end a little bit where we get Bam Bam uh, <clears throat> kind of pretending like he's friends with Luger. Uh, but again, Doink makes no sense in this. Uh, and even Tatanka kind of fights Bam Bam a little bit. So yeah, I, I think there's a little intrigue there. It's something different, right? Than the kind of been doing, like, well, I've seen you do it. The, the handing the money and kind of, oh, you have it. Right, right, was, right. was a little silly, but I do yeah. think adding kind of Bam Bam and IRS and them kind of not knowing who to go after was a little bit different than you kind of normally see. So yeah. um, anything else you want to add on that? No, I'm good on that one. I'm good on that. And then we get, we get, uh, oh, I get this. I, we, we get the King's yes. Court. With uh, with Owen Hart, he talks about how Brett's such a loser. Uh, it, it, or sorry, the King says how Owen Hart's going to bring his whole family, and Brett is such a loser that he can't even get any family there. Right. And we get Bruce Hart coming out, the amazing Bruce Hart. Uh, so he clearly, they wanted to involve him somehow in this feud. But again, I think he like always. He they put him in for like a day or two, and then he's gone the next week. Uh, they kind of got cheers sort of from the crowd, but I think the crowd doesn't know who he is or care. So. Um, then you know, this gives a great time for just King to pick on him and say, You're stupid hard. I thought Bruce kind of held his own of like returning the comebacks and get the crowd to start cheering for him. Uh, but they're trying to really now make this a big family affair, uh, versus just a Brett versus Owen thing. Um, yeah, Bruce, <laughs> Bruce fucking sucks. I cannot stand Bruce Hart the way he tries to like, um, like edge his way into this storyline because supposedly it was supposed to be him, like yep. he. He was going to be the, in the Owen role, and Brett chose Owen instead. So he just has to get his little shine in, and I don't know. It, it, he just sucked. Uh, 
Anvil did, did have a cool black singlet here, just for okay. attire purposes. Uh, that was a pretty good little touch with him. But uh, I have it somewhere. I think it's in the next one. Anvil's gut is just oh, yeah. It's just growing. I don't remember if it's, it wasn't this one. He's fighting later, and it's just like, right. oh my! This, he's just growing like daily. Yep. So yeah, but but to add uh, Bruce in here was kind of even though I hate seeing him, it kind of did make sense because uh, Brett's you know saying he can add a family member that kind of thing, and Bruce is playing it up like it's you know like it's obviously not going to be him. Thank God. So just. Uh, just, I wish they they wouldn't let him talk so much because he just wants to steal the spotlight from Owen, you know. Yes, yeah. And then uh, one last match, we get a uh, commercial for the new generation versus old generation, picking on Hogan and Piper and some of those guys. Yeah. And then of course we go right into Bob Backlund. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do like that when he fights, he celebrates every move. Like I put it, like he wins the Super Bowl. Like he's so energetic into everything he does. Like he, he definitely gives it his all. I'll give him that. I'm kind of like over, over, overacting. Yeah. Uh, I, I did thought there was a bunch of crowd noise in, in there for the booze. Uh, because again, these tapings are like all out of order that he probably, a lot of the crowd probably had seen it. So I felt like they added some crowd noise into there. The chicken wing is well over. So I will give yep. it that. Like it's an awesome yep. move. I remember this from out this time period, but Backlund is just like, they didn't make him credible in 93. They haven't, haven't really made him as, as why uh, that he has owned the title for six years. And like I, I kind of wonder if like this is the start of like this this reign of Backlund as being some of the downfall of some of the new generation because we haven't been too negative on some stuff, uh, and not that I dislike this Backlund character, but like the crowd isn't into it yet. I'll give it a chance, but I, I thought with the fake crowd noise and just kind of that new gen versus old gen, and that the fact that this guy's going to be champions in three months, like it gets me scared for where business is going to go. And obviously, I know it's not going to go up. So. Um, I don't know, just my thoughts on, on this. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, I guess he, he's just going to be somebody we're going to have to track, like, to see, right. you know, where he goes, like, wh- how the the, co- the company probably goes with him as he goes. So, yeah, he's just going to be somebody we're going to have to check on, I guess. Yeah, but the Chicken Wing is an awesome movie. He does it great, and he acts like a maniac doing it. So I think that adds a lot of fire to it. I agree. Uh, and then we go to the locker room and we get more, uh, we've gone a whole episode without Nikola Volkov. So of course we had to show him. And so Luger goes in the, to the locker room to confront Nikolai Volkov, but yet they're talking. So Tonka of course walks in and goes, what are you doing here? Lex again, right. instead of like overacting, like, yep. uh, kind of silliness to it. So we go off the air with that. It's kind of what I've yeah. done. He's um, so bad. Tonka's <laughs> so bad on the mic. Yeah. It's too much. It's definitely too much for him. So, um, I, like we said, I kind of like the storyline. They've made, they've definitely invested a lot in it, so I I won't complain about that because they they've put time into it, which I think is good. But right. Some of the hokiness, and again, pro- you're probably right. It's probably to talk on the mic being the reason it's it's a little. Hokey. Well, he like yeah, he like reads the lines scripted a hundred percent. Like he'll say million dollar man Ted DiBiase. Like, yes. I, I, it's just so weird. Like his inflections are weird. Like right, I'll, I'll admit that right. too. Like his inflections are very weird. Exactly the way he like says words. So uh, not picking on someone's speech, but it's definitely the way he's reading it scripted versus actually trying to talk. Exactly, it's kind of my my point than anything. Yep. Uh, all right. Anything else that we on these? Nope. I think we're good. All right. So we got uh, let's go most new gen outfit. Uh, I'm gonna go with that black on black razor in the beginning. Razor. Something different. Something different. There wasn't too much. 
Yeah. Uh, here. Yeah, well, Jarrett went all white. So Jarrett went all night. Even one, two, three kids didn't have anything outstanding. No Bob Holly. Right. Um, uh, let's go Bruce Hart. I think he was wearing like a – he's usually wearing his uh, – Leather jacket. Leather jacket, and I know yep. he was, so we'll go with that. Uh, most new gen performer? Uh, I'm going to have to go – I'll go Sean. Be back in the ring. Uh, he had a really good performance, I thought, with Razor. Like, so, you know, we haven't seen him in a long time, and then he goes 20-plus in the ring in, yep. in a really good match. So I'm yeah, going to go good. Sean. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go – just because you guys said, I'm going to go Vince McMahon returning. Like, this is – you know, we've had some Ross and some Stan Lanes and some other people. Like, he's back leading the commentary right. booth. And, like, this will be – I think he's going to do it pretty much to Survivor Series yeah. 87. Like, this is going to be his era. So yep. – uh, and he was on fire. Like, just uh, maybe not <laughs> calling the moves, but just, like, his energy and his, like, over-excitement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he beat the trial. So, like, he's just sticking it to everyone. So, I, I liked him. Uh, any worse match or segments? Oh, that Lawler. That, oh yeah, that I have to go to this court going into the crowd. Yeah, that was terrible. Oh yeah, my god. I didn't even think about that, but it is definitely uh that's the that's the uh winner and it might be up there of the one of the worst things we watched uh definitely. to date. Uh best matcher segments. Um I'm, I'm gonna go Sean Razor. Yeah, wasn't yeah. too many contenders for that, but yeah. Yeah, I think that by far was the biggest thing. Uh they came out of it. Uh and then stock up. Uh, so I'll take the other half of that match and go Razor, especially since he got uh, Sweetness as his sidekick. So, Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Bull, Nakano. Uh, I, I thought that was a pretty good a good match. They got the title match. So they're trying to, with some minor effort, putting some, some money and, and things into the women's division. So good call. Anyone stock down? I hate to say it. He's my guy, but Lawler. That segment oh. was just so bad. It was it was one of the cringy. Like I felt, yes. I felt dirty watching it. It, it was did. So bad. And I, I can't believe like the, of things to scrub from the you know the network. They try not to scrub anything, but I think like that's one where you know maybe we could just. I think no one would care if that was man. Like come on, and I'm 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 not sensitive to shit like that. I'm not at all. Like yeah. I, I don't care. Just watching that was just like. Dude, like, come on! Like, I, I want people to watch that and just see if we're overreacting or not. No, but, like, it, was, it was, it was, it was so cringy, man. Yeah, like, not trying on. to be any woke or canceled, or right? Like that, right. that was over the line, and it was, exactly. it was just, it made no sense either. Like, it yeah. wasn't setting up a feud or anything. It literally made no sense. He, he might as well uh, slipped her a roof. <laughs> it was you know? pretty close to what he was doing, right. and then just like the insults to her. Like again, maybe it was all. Uh, planned ahead of time like maybe but if it wasn't it really is bad even if it exactly. was bad like the girl why would you do that why well would you yeah that, that? that's what it's that's i think what what it was is yeah maybe they told them hey we're gonna yeah. do this but didn't tell them what you're gonna do and i think it was obvious that she didn't know like how far he was gonna he was push gonna go, it yeah yeah agreed so so uh and i'm gonna go lord hayes he was atrocious on that oh god school. he was terrible so maybe why i gave so much stock up to vince was because of how bad lord hayes was that on that superstars commentary so uh all right these weren't the best but they did a lot of build up to SummerSlam. we pretty much got the whole card announced mm -hmm. uh disappointing the tag team division but we see women's division added up and we see uh sweetness joining us so uh we'll be back next week with uh two superstars in a raw and then the following time with sunday night slam which is like a usa special and then the following after that is SummerSlam. so we got three weeks left uh before SummerSlam in time so excited to keep moving along and uh Everyone have a safe, happy holidays, and we'll talk soon. Yes, sir.
Oh, 